This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt-Bernard. What do you got, like potato chips down there? What do you got cooking? I have a caribou breakfast sandwich. Oh, here 571 we 571 calories for one little breakfast sandwich. I'm not surprised. Who's counting, though? One, the 571 that could <laughs> us around it to 570? Yeah. It's true. Well. It'll all work out in the end. I'm, I'm guessing that I don't want to get a, on the scale till three months after <laughs> we're done with the lockdown thing yeah. because it's just been milk duds for breakfast. Uh. and. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Kick things off with the family. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us. We talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful. No question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say, why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer. For <laughs> he just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state, so we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer is rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care? It's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer. And get Walzer Care for free. Speaking of weed whacking. What? We were talking about weed whacking. You have no idea where you are half the time. I have my headphones on trying to do show prep. I'm like, you lazy Show folk. prep? What's that? Yeah, that's true. I don't see show prep. She knows that's a lie. That was the biggest lie I heard today. She knows that's a lie. I'm not exactly Mr. Show prep. 
Yeah, we were just discussing weed whackers. Not that you've you've never weed whacked in your no, life, right? No, I've never whacked <laughs> weeds. I remember doing it around the pond out out of the farm, and occasionally getting a frog. Uh, <laughs> whoops! Yep. Oh my God, it was so gross. I yeah, couldn't I couldn't go back out there for like four yeah. days till the memory started right. fading. Yeah. So disgusting. Poor froggies. I suppose we upsetting your lunch there, honey. Yes. <laughs> I was going to get something, but I thought Ed's kitchen was open, but it's not. No, so I saw I a whole true. bunch of signs. We're open. We're open. We're open. It's mostly like little, you know, like restaurants that can do curbside service mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, uh, doggy daycare center is open. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dog daycare centers like dog groomers are open. Really? Yeah. Somebody needs dog a haircut. Groomers. I wonder if dog groomers can give haircuts. As long as you know they're not licensed. Yeah, right. Why not? They've got a. They got a. They have all the equipment. They should know what they're doing. If they can cut dog hair, why can't they hu- yeah. cut people hair? They Great. could. I just go get a dog grooming. <clears throat> get rid of my. Uh... <laughs> he washed his hair. I don't know what kind of shampoo you have, but it. It wasn't so fluffy. <laughs> my hair on the was like this big. <laughs> he, had a, he had a very fluffy, mad scientist hairdo. It was pretty good. So I Andy, you'll like photo. this one. I was talking about this on the morning show briefly, but uh, Seiji, who will be two years old uh, a month from June. Wednesday. Yeah. June 13th, right? <clears throat> June 13th. You don't even know. Nice grandmother. I don't know. May 26th, June 13th. 13th. So they come over last night for Mother's Day. Andy and Alyssa came over Saturday, and Alex and her family came over last night. We ordered this food. Phenomenal. Place mm-hmm. called Jimmy's right by our house. Really good. Yep, it was good. And not even yet two years old, Seiji, finishes his <laughs> dinner, and he's sitting downstairs, and we walk downstairs, and he goes, order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> order pizza? Right. Excuse me, adult. Food, please. Yes, food, please. How does a two-year-old, not even a two-year-old, even know the word order? Well, he probably heard them talking to Alexa saying, yep, they use Alexa for everything. Oh, they do, that's true. Well, and when he comes over, we do order pizza. Order pizza, how do you know the order? Now that we have a good pizza place. We do, Luigi's. best. Oh, yeah? That's good. That's how kids are going like, to grow up now in this next generation, yeah. thinking, like, yeah, oh, right. I just yell at some yeah. robot, and yeah. then it just yeah. shows up to my door. <laughs> It'll show up, exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, Fonz run through the house, Alexa, Alexa! Yeah. Oh, and she's like, what's happening in there? She, they don't have one. She, and her mind is just blown. Right. She doesn't even know. What kind of peasants how do you, don't have how do you know, How do you listen to whatever song you want on a whim? I just don't how understand. Do you breathe? How do you breathe without Alexa? Yeah. What's we that new a, Google thing? There's a new the Google. The Google Dot. Is it a Echo dog? or whatever the yeah, hell it some is? Of, yeah, something like it's that. A, it looks like a, kind of like a little iPad on a... On a stick. Is that what I'm... Is that oh, you're thinking of the Alexa view or look mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it's called. Oh, where, yeah. I where don't think like it was an Alexa. I thought person, it was... Yeah. Well, they probably... I'm Facebook. Sure, it was a Facebook product. I'm sure there's a billion knockoff Why items. do you need that? Why don't you just look at your phone if that's what you want? Because you can't just say it. <clears throat> Play a song. Piano well, man. <laughs> Why can't you do that to your phone? You can. Well, you can. can. I thought so. Like, yeah, hey, Siri, open whatever and play whatever. But Alexa, you can get it wired to, like, turn on your lights, do your burglar alarm, order food, like you said, and, you you know, it's Mm hands-free. You just talk to it. 
Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sorry. Did you say, hey, Siri, and it came on? popped up. Way to go. I wish that somebody would come up with a product like that that doesn't steal your information and listen to you 24 hours Why would they come up with a product if they're not going to make millions of it? Well, that's all they care about is the big data part of it. They don't care about it. make all the money. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I put on Facebook because I'm trying to, like, buy a local or, I guess, not even local, just an art piece. And so I was messaging people on Facebook about it and scrolling through, and sure enough, it's all now all I get is canvas print this, it's canvas that. I'm so like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, LA Nick was in here and he was talking about putting up drywall, and he was talking about they're drywalling their basement and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he, he sends me a, it was a text message he got for a drywall company that same day. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, because he's just talking about it. Yeah. So, so in you know, like an hour between him talking, somebody sold his information and they sent him a message, a text message. Has it? So they have his phone number. It's. I think it's really creepy. Oh, it's yeah, a hundred percent. It's How about so this one. So we're trying to watch some Disney Plus with Fawny, and there's narration through the whole thing oh, God. for blind people. No. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> audio no. descriptor. It's called audio descriptor. <laughs> Just no. Right Forty away. years. I thought you were going to say deaf, deaf people, but then that wouldn't work. Like no, she's zoned no. out. Yes, now. I want to talk to deaf people because that'll be really good, and I'll do hand signs for the blind. It'll be wonderful. Stop. Yeah. In her defense, you're usually wrong, so she just always is just oh. ready to go with no. Nope. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. <laughs> no. Great to have you in. You usually are. <laughs> what? He. What's that all about? So continue on. I forgot what I was Audio gonna descriptors. Audio descriptors, yeah. Oh, yeah, so audio descriptors. On so, Roku, only on Disney Plus. Only none on Disney Plus. None of the, the other stations are doing it or apps. So, Alex, I go days. on, first of all, go through all the research I possibly can. It, it's telling me to all, do all this stuff. It doesn't work. So then Alex does the same thing, goes through all the stuff. We almost got really in a fight. <clears throat> you and Alex did? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Well, she was she was trying to tell me she was trying to read. It's okay, so it's like go to a computer and try this. Yeah. So I'm like on the computer and it's slow to load and she starts talking about and I'm like, can we just stay at the task at hand because everybody's like going Uh-oh. nuts about this. Yep. She's like, well, if you're gonna snap at me, then I'm just gonna leave. And <laughs> I'm like, oh god. You two are unbelievable. <laughs> So I do it. Alex does it. Catherine does the whole thing. It tells us to do these things. It doesn't work at I, all. I mm-hmm. literally did 15 steps. 15. Yeah, 15. Yeah. So all of a sudden we're sitting there. Catherine goes, why does one say English and another one says asterisk English? Yeah. She goes to just English, there took it know. right off. Somebody what, explain why what asterisk Why would they just tell you what? to do yeah. that? Yeah. And so is it like you're watching whatever show and it's like then also describing what's going on? Yes. And yes. That's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievably annoying. But all she did was go to the one without the asterisk and it disappeared. Why wouldn't he just, hey, how do I get rid of this? Get rid of the one with the asterisk. That's all I had to do. Yeah. Digital is, again, a, a piece of dirt. Well, or or when, you're, when you're, you know, <clears throat> searching for that problem which tons of people have had because mm-hmm. it came up tons of times it's like why wouldn't that be the first thing that pops up yeah, yeah. take off the star take off english. the star english yes yeah so that's all she had to do was move it to english well, from starring who knows it could have been a combination of the other 15 things i did as well <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't yeah. know yeah, yeah. Exactly. and like i feel like also one of the frustrating things is when something like that pops up and you don't know how to explain it in a question online and you're like it's I doing know. this thing where it's talking about what's going yeah. on yeah. i know yep. half the time is just trying to figure out if you can relate yeah, to other just people what are the words yeah yeah indeed to search for 
So we it's got like that closed taken captioning care of. is on? No, it's not closed captioning. <laughs> it's, it's like Audio that, but not really. Does, but they're talking. Okay, now I've got to ask you guys a question because it's getting to the point it's becoming extremely annoying. Um, when you have kids, you'll understand what I'm talking about, both you and Andy. <clears throat> there are new shows on television. One's, what's it called? Slut what? I don't know. Slutalicious or something like that. What? What? It has the word slut in the yeah. title of the T. So when kids watch the, 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 the guide on TV, it will say <clears throat> slutovia or whatever. It's slut something, right? Mm-hmm. I thought... Why do we want to expose our children to this? I don't really understand. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, the TV guide rolling through, you'd see plenty of, you know, naughty nurses, 13, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, Oh, you mean on the porno channels? Well, yeah, well, but they, they were the on cable. the TV guide. Yeah, even so, if they're blocked, they, were, yeah. still, they yeah. still would show up. They showed the titles, yeah. yeah. Well, I never did understand why they shortened it to Teen Tit either. <laughs> Instead of Teen Titans, they just shortened it to Teen Tit. Yeah, that can happen. Imagine how many gander? guys are like, what is this? I was hoping Take a for... look at what it says. Because down in Florida, it just says Teen Tie. There's no and then mm-hmm. an extra T. It just says Teen Tie in Florida. But in Minnesota, it says Teen Tit. That's sloppy coding. <clears throat> it is yes. sloppy coding. To, or prop or up their ratings coder to get people that's that trying to be funny. In. So there's a new one. And again, it shows right up in the guide when you're scrolling through on Roku or whatever. It shows right up in the guide. Instead of a U, there's an asterisk. So it's just instead of a U, there's just the star symbol, right? The name of the show is Fuck That's Delicious. Oh, yep. I've seen, yeah, I've seen that real that's the new. That's the new thing. You want your yeah. kids, little kids, 8, 9, 10-year-olds to see that and go, what's that? I don't, I'm I think not going to teach my kids to read. We've inter- yeah, we've interviewed true. at least it. six or seven authors that have. Yep, that's true. Fucking the title of their book. It's books. like the cool mm-hmm. new thing. Yeah. Is swearing yeah. all the time. Yeah, that's yeah. just true. That's just cool now. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Got a special guest coming up next with the family. Tom Bernard here, and with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, I was reading on your website that one of your bankers has worked with a customer for more than 30 years. It's a long time for any business relationship. Is that common? Not only 30 years but two generations. Our great client, Northland Fastening Systems. 30 years is definitely not common for a lot of bankers, but Brad has developed a relationship with that trusted customer that has allowed them to show steady growth every year they've been together. Building the relationship of trust is what we do best. It allows us to make quick deals that benefit them and all of our business customers. The cool thing is that it gives us a chance to be more than your banker, hopefully a partner and maybe even a friend. I have never liked you, by the way. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience? Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Thanks, friend. And you are? <laughs> Real nice. Chuck Nabla. <laughs> Chuck Nabla. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The little Beatles kick Excuse things me. off. Our special guest, the book, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, as told to Bill Boggs. Bill Boggs, our special guest. How you doing, Bill? Thank you, Tom. I'm, I'm, uh, so far, I'm virus-free. How about you, Tom? Yep, we're virus-free. Matter of fact, I've only known one person to get the coronavirus, <laughs> and he Feeling is great. an Irish guy from Boston, so he beat the hell out of it, and it went away. Of course. Well, alcohol will kill. <laughs> no, we all know that, Tom. Where are you? Are you now like in an underground bunker, or are you actually in a studio? We are in a studio, but it is kind of a bunkery studio because there are no windows in it whatsoever. There's only one door and no windows at all, so it's kind of bunkery in a way. Well, sounds like my first New York apartment. Very pleasant. I know, I know yeah. what that's like. <laughs> the first New York apartment's always about, what, 10 by 15? Yeah, like the interior cruise ship <laughs> apartment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The interior, that's exactly correct. The yep. interior of a cruise ship. Precisely <laughs> right. A very funny English bull terrier with a politically incorrect sense of humor and a heart of gold tells the story of his rise to fame on both his master's TV talk show and social media and the price he pays for that fame. One thing, I, I, had, I took a chance there, Bill, because our dog is in studio right now. Jude <laughs> is our Cavalier King Charles. And when I say oh. uh, things to him... Like calling ourselves his master, he cringed. So you know, uh, he's very no, touchy. No, Spike, Spike and Bud have that relationship. It's okay. It's a master-dog relationship. Uh, it doesn't mean who's mastering which. Which one is the master? But nevertheless, yeah. Well, that, that's the essential two characters in the book. One is a TV talk show host. Surprise! I've been a TV talk show host for forty years. And the other is his, his uh, beloved dog, is an English bull terrier. And the, the, the story essentially is narrated by the dog who has been called by critics already fiction's funniest canine. <laughs> there have been a lot of novels with regard to dogs, you know. Yeah. The satire and, and the dog is uh, narrating it. But he's able to tell the story uh, to me. It's, as you said, it's meant to despite the one dog has told the dog because at the beginning of the story... Bill Boggs is in an experimental uh, magic mushroom clinic, and the dog is there with him. And one thing leads to another, and they both get high on mushrooms. And, uh, and, and I am able to understand what the dog is saying. He tells me the story, and then I write it down. So I had to figure a way that a dog could tell a story through a human. And I figured magic mushrooms would be the way to go. Yeah, no question. No, you didn't have any, like, previous uh, encounters with magic mushrooms in your life, did you? Actually, no. Uh, I, I, I was at a, uh, a 65th birthday party for someone, uh, and they had, um, on the, the second or third day, they had a guided mushroom experience with somebody there who, who was oh. involved in a major documentary film. I did not do it because I had to leave on a plane the next morning, and I didn't feel that I would be, I didn't feel I'd be comfortable because of that. It's sir, I think the next major thing that will happen in that area as we now have more legalized pot will be legalized uh, psilocybin. I'm not an advocate for it because I've never done it, but based on what I've heard, it can be very helpful. That's what I understand, absolutely. So, the very yeah. first few words that, that Spike said, do you remember what they were? <laughs> first few words he said, 
he said, he said, well, yeah, he said, I've got an incredible story to tell you. <laughs> and, uh, as, as long as we're here floating around, like we're floating around in space, I'm going to tell you the story. And so essentially the story starts out with the dog who's been, the price of fame. He got so famous he was captured. And he, the story begins with him saying that this is my last night alive because he's thrust into an international like dogfighting ring from mm-hmm. a happy life of being a big star. He says, yeah, I think he says, you know, one night I'm, I'm getting a, a standing ovation at Madison Square Garden for returning Ro- Roger Federer's 120 mile an hour serve with my head. And the next day, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's a line from the book. And the next day, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here trapped in a cage with a filthy fork rally at two guys named Julio. Um, so it's, it's the arc. And then, so then he goes back and explains how how all of this uh, how all of this happened to him? Uh, I, uh, I, do you know any? Either of you know any uh, notable comedians? Yes, I know a lot of comedians in my life. Yeah, me too. I started my career in comedy. So what I did with the book was, when I finished my first graph, Tom, what happened? What I did was, I gave it to ten people whom I know, and I said, you know, I'll take you out to dinner. I'm asking for a favor. I want you to read this for me and give me whatever notes you have. I am not looking for compliments. You know how like a comedian will get up on stage and try out material? Yes. Ten people. I tested this with ten people, and they all came back to me universally and said, one of the funniest things I've ever read. I was laughing out loud. And that's when I really knew I had it in gear. I went back and I tightened it up, did another rewrite, and now it's available. The Adventures of Spike the One Dog is told to go by. It, it really sends up a lot of stuff that happens on, on morning talk shows, uh, which I've hosted, you know, all my life. I've had like 15 different shows. Uh, and some of the crazy guests who come through with products they're plugging, like on one show, a guy is there with uh, plugging a product called the Pants Enhancer. Did you get that? The Pants Enhancer? The Pants Enhancer, the, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, a cod, a cod piece for the modern man. Um, and uh, man feeling marginalized, need to be the life of the party. The pants and half is your answer. So it's just a send-up of this crazy stuff that has happened on television and things that happen with a dog. Spike. I think it's wonderful. Now, Bill, when's the last time you appeared on stage doing comedy in Minneapolis-St. Paul? Uh, the last time I was in Minneapolis was when I was on the Food Network. And we were doing Food Network Live in Minneapolis on a weekend. And uh, I tried to make it as funny as possible, but I've never been on, on a stage doing actual stand-up comedy in Minneapolis. Well, you haven't. I've got a couple comedies. No. So, I've got a couple comedies. Go ahead, Tom. No, I was going to say, because I believe, I've been doing the same morning show in this town for 35 years, and I believe we've had you on the morning show before. No, I've never been, I've never been on your show, Tom. No? Unless... unless Unless we were promoting the Food Network. I was on the Food Network for 10 years. Well, that's a possibility, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, Tom, you, everybody knows and kind of the beloved guy, Jerry Stiller, the actor. Oh, I know. Died. It's terrible. Yeah. Well, um, he was on uh, my Food Network show, Bill Box Corner Table, and if anybody would like to see a really relaxed period of time with Jerry and I having a meal together and some really funny stuff in it, if you go to my YouTube channel, Bill Boggs TV, and just Google Bill Boggs and Jerry Stiller, the show that we did that day for the Food Network comes up. And it has some really funny stuff in it. 
And he's also, he talks a lot about his son. He talks about his, his children, his days in, in the comedy team. And, uh, I was, you know, I was happy to know him pretty well, actually. God, what a what a talent. <clears throat> Love Jerry Stiller, no question about that. I do have to ask you, Bill, yeah. um, where do you get ideas like they embark uh, on an endless stream of mind-boggling adventures that include the world's first topless theme park and a rabbi promoting Christmas shows? <laughs> That's correct. Well, the book is social satire, and it, it's absurdist humor. I started my career in comedy. I started my career with two guys, two men, Tom Padgett and Jay Tartus, sure. who will go on to be writers for Tom, for Bob Newhart and Mary Tyler Moore yeah. and the Muppets and, and so forth. So I started with them, and I learned a lot. These guys are brilliant. I learned a lot from them. I tell you, I'm, I'm old enough. I'm giving a really serious answer to that question. It's a good question. I'm old enough to have been weaned on the very end of the, the early of the, of the golden age of radio when you'd be listening on the radio to comedy shows to to drama shows mm-hmm. to adventure shows like the lone ranger and i started listening to radio when i was three years old and i had about 10 years of it and it really developed my imagination so what i this is my second novel my first novel at first sight actually was uh, successful and was optioned by a multi-academy award-winning person for a movie, but I'm not going to say the name, but they, they never followed through and made it. But anyway, when I start writing it, it's like a movie that's going on inside my mind, Tom. It's a, the, my imagination is extremely vivid. Uh, my beloved girlfriend, Jane, I would read, you know, at the end of the day, I'd read a couple pages to her and say, where do you get these ideas? I said, I, they're, just, they're just coming. But the, the rabbi, the former rabbi, who uh, he's, he's a, he, he becomes hired by the, the CIC. Here's a new one for you, Tom. The Christmas Industrial Complex. <laughs> the Christmas Industrial Complex. Yes, okay. See, I'm getting, I'm getting laughs just quoting myself. Yes, you are. You are. <laughs> he, he, gets, he gets hired by them, and they're hiring the Christmas Industrial Complex. is hiring people all over the country to try to bring Christmas back. You know, and uh, so he gets Spike, who's a big attraction in, in the original city where they start out. They go from High Point, North Carolina, up to New York uh, to to help promote a Christmas show that he's doing. I mean, the thing that they, uh, he has, uh, let's see, Mary and Joseph are, are actually trans uh, transgender. They started the year as Joseph and Mary, but they, the operation for over just in time for them to come on stage as Mary and Joseph. Uh, oh, there's a whole bunch. The, the, the description of this guy's nativity show, the, the former rabbi, it, 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 in that chapter is, is, is something I enjoy. And in terms of the top, world's top of theme park, well, that's, first, it's actually a water theme park. It's, okay. It, it, it makes like, sense. Yeah, it's like water. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. And it has... It has uh, all the elements of oh, you got to read it. I, I can't. I can't go into it. But <laughs> we will it's read. Funny. It. It's funny. It's sex. It's sexy, and you know that's why I've got a politically incorrect humor warning on the cover of the Adventures of Spike the Wonder. Oh, everybody said, "Oh, that's a great idea." I think people are so. I mean, you're on the radio all the time. You know how easy it is to offend somebody, right? Yes, radio. I do. Why did you say that? <laughs> what? Yeah. 
So I thought, you know what? What the hell? I'll put a warning on the cover of my book that says politically incorrect humor in the sense that Bill Maher is politically incorrect. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not coming from politics. I'm coming from comedy. I'm coming from the fact that a great comedian, like a peerless comedian like Jerry Seinfeld, will not work on a college campus. Right, right. He won't do it. One of the clean, he won't work on a college campus because, why did you say this about your mother? How come you said that about your wife? Right. So, I'm honestly, Tom, I'm hoping that as a result of this horrible situation we're in right now, when we get through this, we have, we'll have a great deal of gratitude for the normal. And I hope we are not so completely obsessed with being easily offended by everything. Right. Love it. You know? Love you know? it. I, as Mel Brooks said, I couldn't make Blazing Saddles today. Oh, there's no way. Yeah. No way. So You're absolutely right. What, uh, what, uh, my book, The Avengers of Spike the Wonder Dogs, stands for saying, let's laugh at ourselves again. Let's, let's laugh at ourselves again. Um, and I, you know, I really appreciate your, your taking the time to even, to even look through the book. Uh, oh, I, I think it's very, very funny. I think it's a terrific idea. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm looking for that. I'm trying to find the, uh, the chapter um, that has the, the stuff in there about the... We'll tell you what. Why don't I do this? I'll take a I'll take like a two minute break and we'll come back and we'll find it. Okay? Can you can you get? Oh yeah. Okay. Good. I'll, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Okay. Good. Thank we'll you. be back in two minutes. Right. More with Bill Boggs and the Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog is told to Bill Boggs. Right back after this with the family. Tom here for Saber Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Saber and Bryant are teaming up to offer zero percent financing for thirty six months. When you buy a new Bryant furnace, this is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. The book is called The Adventures of Spike. The Wonder Dog is told to Bill Boggs. Bill Boggs, our very special guest, doing a little uh, doing a little research in, in his own book. How did, did you find it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I got it right away. I got it right away. Perfect. So what happens is the, 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 uh, the former rabbi, named, his name is Bill Hebe, um, is, um, has pitched Bud and his dog Spike to, to be part of the show, but because Spike actually works at the TV station with Bud, they have to go to his boss. So they, they explain to his boss, Lombardo, this is what Lombardo says. I'm off, remember, he's, he's, they're trying to promote a Christmas show, right? I'm all for kids watching Christmas action. I'm all for Santa not being seen as a micro-aggressive terrorist. But you're dealing with this suspect semi-holy man where everything he touches goes down the tube, and his swarm enemies who are two PC anti-Christmas fanatics Mayor Gordon actually had a sidewalk Santa arrested last year and kept the money for the red pot. 
anyway, then it goes on to describe you know later on what what the what the show is actually like. He says, uh, "Let's see, here you go." The Zeb is snapped out, snapping away while we're putting people in place with an activity scene. The three wise men are teenagers from the Greensboro Special Needs Center. Each one's holding a leash attached to an old rank of man in a Joe Camel headdress. They're furiously puffing on camels, which Zeb got as a sponsor. Jesus is the guy who performs Ethel Merman's sing-alongs at nursing homes, and Santa's his boyfriend who does Judy Garland tributes. Mary and Joseph started the year as Joseph and Mary, but they've been discharged from gender reassignment surgery just in time to gingerly walk up the steps and get on the truck as Mary and Joseph. Um, anyway, it turns out that part of the show involves uh, Jesus and Santa arm-in-arm arm singing songs, and no one has ever thought, actually, of combining Jesus and Santa in a Christmas medley. And there you have part of it. That's just, a, that's just a tiny part of it. Ah, I'm looking over. My beloved girlfriend Jane is blushing. I think that I read part of the book. She'll be um, fine. Don't worry about a thing. She always, she, if she always returns to normal, you know, she always gets back there to normal. I like it. Uh, what that? What else? What else can I tell you about this? Uh, I think it all is wonderful. Here. No, we're we're. I, I, I cannot wait till you. You got to come to town on a book. Uh, tour. Then we'll have on, on the morning show when you come to town for your book tour. That would be cool. I really appreciate that. You know, the, the, the creative process was so interesting to be serious. Anybody who's listening as a writer, and I'm sure you, you write every day in terms of your work, is when I first sat down to do this, the, the actual, there actually was a real Spike the Wonder Dog. He was on my show in North Carolina before I got my big back and went to New York. People loved him. He got more fan mail than I did. He was just a naturally funny clown. It was an English bull terrier with a spot on his eye. Just before I went to New York, he unfortunately got killed oh. by a, 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 a drunk driver ran right over him. Anyway, yeah, horrible. And that was just an awful day. Anyway, the, when my last TV show, My Generation, PBS, went off the air, I thought, I want to write. I'm just going to focus on writing, not chasing another TV job. And the idea I had was this, Tom. What if Spike hadn't gotten killed and had come with me to New York and become a huge TV star and a social media star in today's world, not back in the 70s when I went to New York? Now, here's the thing. I love that dog that got killed, the original Spike the Wonder Dog. And he was a natural clown, as I said. When I sat down on my MacBook Air to start, just to see what's going to come out, the voice of the dog, somehow my imagination took the sense of humor that my dog displayed and it became a verbal thing on the page. As soon as I started writing, I was writing in a style and a voice and with a wit with, with which I had never written before. And I realized that's when I really got something. And after I went through the first graph and tested it, I spent another whole nine months trying, inserting more funny things and doing everything I can just to punch it up, just like any comedy writer would do. So it's really a long arc of comedy writing, the entire book, like 275 pages of comedy writing. Not every line, because there's a story and you have to follow it. Mm -hmm. But it was thrilling to have that creative experience, Tom. Thrilling. I could see that to be true. The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog is told to Bill Boggs. Bill Boggs, thank you so much for your time. Great having you on, sir. 
I hope I'm back someday, and I hope I see you at some point. If you want the book, orderspike.com. It's real simple. Thank you. You're gracious, and you're wonderful host. I really appreciate That's that. That's very kind of you, Bill. Come back soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye, Tom. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bill Boggs, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Hour two, a couple of great uh, guests coming up in hour two as well. Chekhov from Star Trek mm-hmm. and Kostaki from sponge diving or whatever <laughs> Greeks do. So racist. Racist. <laughs>